Welcome to the Profitable Steward Podcast with Jared Sorensen. In this series, we'll learn and explore regenerative agriculture principles. Through practices that improve soil health, animal health, and good stewardship, we are working to help you increase your productivity and profitability. Join us in learning from successful farm and ranch experts who share stories of growth from their fields to help your fields grow strong. Here is your host, Jared Sorensen. Have you ever felt like you have more ability than you're currently tapping into? Maybe like you're really working hard, but you're not maybe getting the results that you feel you're capable of. Maybe you're, you know, you're working hard, but you feel like, man, it's just like the parking brake. Moment. How come, how come it takes so much effort to get these results? Well, welcome to this short, quick hopefully very um, concise training on a new year, new you. The purpose of this is to be able to help us as we begin this new year to make 2024 like the best year ever. As we look back on our lives, we should say that event that happened years ago was good, but there have been so many good things that have happened since then. Like we shouldn't live with regret or with the fantasy of like, man, those teenage years, those high school years, back when I was doing this, that was great. Every year should be good and it should get progressively better. And I believe that's how God created us to be. So as I, I remember when I was just a few days away from my 21st birthday, I had just was just completing a two-year mission serving the people in um, Colombia in Northern Columbia. And uh, my companion, the young man that I was with from Ecuador, he and I climbed up to the top of a hill on the little city of Santa Marta where we served and we were overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. And I was a very nostalgic time. I wanted to go home, but I didn't want to leave the people. I'd grown to love the people there. But I knew that if I was going to progress, I needed to go to the next thing, right? There was so much that I had learned there. There There's so much that I had transformed in that experience of two years, immersing myself in teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and helping people. But I knew that that couldn't go on forever. And so as I sat there on that hillside, um, I felt impressed to pull out my journal, which I'd taken with me. And I wrote down some things. I wrote down some goals that I wanted to accomplish. And one of the biggest goals that I had at that time was to be married. Um, I knew that that was something that I desired to be married, to start a family. And so I wrote that down as a goal. But I also wrote down, okay, here's the help that I need from heaven. And here's the things that I'm willing to commit to do. And here's the timeline that I want to accomplish this by. And so I wanted to be married within a year. That was the goal that I felt was right for me to continue to progress. And, and so I prayed about that and I, and I took it to the Lord right there on the hill. And I said, okay, I'm willing to do these things. Um, This is the help that I need. And so as I got home, it was October of 1995. It seems like forever ago. Um, some of you weren't even born back then, but it was a, it was a long time ago. Um, and I I prayerfully considered about where what I should do when I got home. And as much as I love the ranch, I knew that I needed to leave at least for a period of time. 
because the likelihood of finding a wife here on a ranch in Nevada was kind of slim. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go to school, decided where I was going to go to school. And along the way, you know, I did my part, dated a lot of girls. And I was, I was able to quickly determine because of what the ideals that I set back on that hillside and, and not only there, but throughout my life, okay, the qualities that I wanted in somebody that I was going to marry, I was able to really quickly determine, okay, this is a fit. This is not a fit. And as I continued to date, I met a, a girl from a ranch in Nevada. She was pretty young. She was only 17 when we met, but we started to date. And um, when I told her my goal that I wanted to be married within a year, it scared her. She was like, holy cow, I'm not ready to be married. Maybe this isn't right. Um, but she had to go and get her own spiritual experience and confirmation as she did. And we did. And we continued to nurture that relationship. We realized, okay, this is right. This is the right next step. And so on July 17th of 1996, um, we got married. And the rest is kind of history. Now we've got nine kids and grandkids. And and I it started, it started with writing down what it was I wanted and writing down what I was willing to commit and writing down the help that I needed from heaven to be able to accomplish that goal. And so that formula right there, it was something that um, actually came to me in a book. Uh, the book is a short, simple book. It's called Drawing on the Powers of Heaven. But it's a formula that's been used throughout history. Um, it talks about it in the Bible. The, the philosophers have talked about it, specifically um, some of the people that that I refer to are Earl Nightingale in his recording, The Strangest Secret, um, James Allen in the book, Think and Grow Rich, uh, Leslie Householder in The Jackrabbit Factor, that's more contemporary, um, certainly Napoleon Hill, all of these great people that have taught books and influenced thousands and millions of people they've taught about this process. But maybe there's not enough emphasis given on this formula that I'm going to lay out here today. So if you have the ability to take notes, I encourage you to do that. And so this formula is super simple. I like formulas, maybe maybe like Abby, maybe it needs to be more ingredients, right? Because sometimes formulas, I don't know, maybe that's not so cut and dried. Maybe it's maybe we need to have these uh, this recipe and we add these ingredients. But anyway, we're going to go with the formula for today. So the formula is this, it's D plus C plus HH equals A, okay? So if you're writing that down, D plus C plus HH equals A. And so here's the here's the key to that. D is desire, that's where we start. We, we decide, okay, this is what I want. And sometimes that's a hard piece because we're like, man, I don't know if you ever jump on Amazon and you look for some whatever. The other day I looked for um, under the sink uh, water heater and there's a gazillion choices on there. Just narrow it down to two. Right? And so in the world that we live in, sometimes that is the hardest thing is just deciding, OK, of all the things that are available to me, I want this. And this is my number one priority right now. And I choose this. This is my desire. Um, really the wishy-washy doesn't cut it. That's just, it's, it's hard 
for heaven to help us. It's hard for anybody else to help us if we're not clear on what we want. And so number one, get clarity. Really clear. This is my desire. Can we have multiple desires? Certainly we can. But I would say, you know, we need to narrow that down to no more than three that we're currently working on right now. And and principally one strong, big desire, just like my desire, which overshadowed a lot of other things, um, was to get married at that time in my life. Like that was the number one thing that I was focused on. Yes, I went to school. Yes, I worked on the ranch. Um, I continued to create income and and all the other things and build a cow herd and all those things along the way. But it was all with that focus. Okay, so that's desires, first and foremost. Number two is commitment. C, um, what are we willing to do? Like we still have to do the work, right? What is it that we're willing to do? Sometimes it's what we're willing to give up and not do and say no to so we can say yes to the greater thing. And so as we determine that, um, that's where kind of all the things behind the scenes start to come into play and start to work in our favor. So that's the commitment. HH is for heaven's help. Okay, so we need to incorporate and that's maybe some of the things. And and I know that as you drill down into even Napoleon Hill and the other names that I've mentioned, they have a strong and abiding faith and belief in God. They're not discounting faith. They're not saying it doesn't have a place, but maybe from a more secular standpoint, they don't emphasize it as much as I would feel that it's important to. Because we're so limited, like we can accomplish amazing things. Our minds are amazing, more powerful than any computer in the world. And when we tap into that mental ability, we can accomplish great things. But when we couple that with the unseen help from heaven, that's where miracles can happen. And then, of course, the there's balance on both sides of the equation, Right. The A on the other side of the equation represents achievement or success or accomplishment. But for A, um, we're going to go with achievement. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense. D plus C plus HH equals A. Desires plus commitments plus heaven's help equals achievement. And I know this formula works. I've put it to the test multiple times. And this is something that as we begin this new year, I encourage you to do. What is it that you want? Take a minute. We'll put you on the spot right here. And and we'll even open it up um, here in a minute for, for those who are bold and willing to share. What is it that you want? Write it down. You don't have to think about it super hard, right? You're going to refine it. But what is your number one desire right now? What is the thing that you want First and foremost, more than anything else, that burning desire, that thing that, and don't worry about it if it's not something that wakes you up in the middle of the night. Because the cool thing about setting a goal is it's more about the process than it is about the accomplishment. Wait a minute, we're talking about goal setting here. And I'm discounting, and it seems like I'm saying I'm discounting the, the whole achievement part of it. But if you look at it from a standpoint of we're becoming not necessarily getting it's who we're becoming in the process that's what because if we if we increase our capacity then the next goal that we set the next desire that we have is going to come to us that much easier and really along the way the cool thing about setting goals is that it brings to our awareness 
the faulty thinking and belief systems that we have. Like the bigger the goal, the more resistance we're going to have. And some, and our natural tendency is to like back off. And other people might tell us, you know, man, you're making yourself sick by working so hard on this goal. Well, and so you should just give up on it. Make note of those things. Make note of those thoughts that you have, or those little voices in your head that are telling you to quit. Of all the things that it's dredging up, make take note of that that sick, sinking feeling that you have in your gut. Of those thoughts and emotions that are sabotaging you. Because in the process of becoming, this, this process is helping to refine us and purify us. So hopefully that makes sense. I wish maybe there's a simpler way to explain that. The goal setting and getting process is a refining and a becoming process, right? Yes, it's important to get the goals. Along the way, we're going to become greater and better stewards. Okay, so here's some keys to be able to do that. And again, if you've got the ability, write down what your desires are, what your goals are. And for those that are bold and brave, I'm going to invite two shares here at the end um, to share what those are. So some key things, uh, focus, that mental exertion that we have of focusing on a goal um, is, is key. If we forget about it, um, could mean one of two things. One, it might not be the right goal. It might not truly be that burning desire. Number two, we just haven't developed the, the, the capacity to focus. And in the world that we live in, when we have the attention span of a gnat, you know, less than a second, it's hard to focus. And so that's a mental muscle that we have to develop, that ability to truly hone in and say, okay, I know this is what I want. I've had it confirmed to me that this is the right next step for me. So heaven's doing its part, but I got to do my part too. And the physical part of it is part of it, right? We do need to do the physical work, but sometimes the harder work is like, training that brain and really focusing on that. Um, okay. So that's, uh, that helps us to move into that beyond the realm of just what we're capable of doing physically. And especially as agriculturalists, like we have the work ethic down pat, you know, we can work hard and we can get stuff done, but we're limited. If that's all we focus on is just what we can do physically. We have to involve the mental and the spiritual. Um, Another key point, accountability. Uh, be accountable to somebody else. This group, we can be accountable to each other if we share. We can be account find an accountability partner. I think God is a great accountability partner. And on a daily basis, we give an accounting to him. Like we set our intention the night before. We start the day with prayer. We say, okay, this is what I'm going to work on today. At the end of the day, we report back in and we said, here's the progress that I made. Here's where I fell short. I need some help in this area. Um, so accountability and then be willing to take bold action and quickly take that action, right? That's largely why we're here today is because it was put into my heart. Okay. There's some people that need some help with this. I need some help with this. The teacher learns the most. So if I want help in setting and getting goals, maybe I should go and teach it. I wavered a little bit. I actually, in all honesty, Wanted to do this two days ago. And I was like, okay, okay, I didn't get it done then, but I'm going to get it done Friday. So yesterday I sent out the email 
and today we're doing it. And so be patient, be graceful with yourself, but hold yourself, you hold yourself accountable and take that bold action because that is what's going to get um, heaven to move. Because if he, if you get an inspiration and you don't act upon it, it's just falling upon deaf ears, your deaf ears. And then that inspiration is not going to continue to come if you don't act. The quicker you act, the quicker the inspiration and those ideas come to you. And again, I've proven it and I know it to be true. We've talked a little bit about this, but embrace the opposition. That which we resist is probably that thing which we need to do most. Recognize that, that resistance that we feel towards something is probably an indication it's going to help us to overcome that fear, to overcome and identify those weaknesses, those incorrect thinking patterns. It's not supposed to be easy, guys, right? But it doesn't at the same time. It doesn't have to be drudgery and it doesn't have to be hard as we truly focus on the greater why. And we focus on the becoming, even if we fall short on the goal. If we're looking back and we're saying, okay, over this last year, Man, I accomplished some great things, but look at how who I became in the process. That's harder to quantify. Journaling is a good way to be able to do that, and making note journaling on a daily basis truly helps with that. Another key principle is invoke emotions. If we can imagine it and we can feel it, the accomplishment of it becomes so much easier, right? Because we're really what we what when we look at a goal the getting a goal or having that thing that we're working for, why do we do it? It's because of how it makes us feel, right? The emotion is the driver. It's the fuel for what we do. And so if we learn to invoke that emotion to use the imaginative skill, which Einstein said, imagination is greater than knowledge. And so we can, the knowledge may say you're not capable, but our imagination can trump that, especially if it's coupled with the emotion of like, how will I feel when, if we can, as we imagine that, we've probably all experienced this. And if you haven't, um, I encourage you to, and again, it's a mental muscle. It's a, it's a skill that we have to develop. But um, as you envision and you imagine it and you feel the emotion, then when you get it, it's like, okay, I've already felt this before. I knew what it was like to, um, to make the winning shot in this critical game. I know how that feels because I've imagined it multiple times. And then the fulfillment of it is just like the next step. It's the, it's the, it's the physical creation of what we've already created spiritually. Um, so hopefully this, this helps. So here's the time where we're going to open it up. Anybody, anybody uh, brave and willing to share what your desire is or your epiphany from this training here today. So the way that this works is you'll just unmute and you'll say, here we go or raise your virtual hand and I'll, I'll call on you. I, I haven't written this down yet, but the two goals that I'm working towards that I really, truly desire are being on a ranch, owning and operating it and being married. Okay. Very good. So you voiced those goals. That's good. Um, encourage you to write it down and, and then remember the, remember the process, right? Abby. Yep. Um, my goal right now 
is to um, know how to have a healthy body and know about my body so I can keep it healthy. And I've, I've done a little bit of that over the years, but I really want to understand it so that I can practice it and help other people to feel like they can have a healthy life and a healthy body. So. Okay. So how, how would you quantify that Abby? So just, that's a, that's a good example. Yeah. So, so having a healthy body, I mean, to me, you look healthy, you're vibrant, you've got tons of energy, but how will you know when you like say, okay, I'm there or. Yeah. No, no, that's a good question. I need to iron that out. Um, for my goal specifically this year, I've, um, I've, uh, signed up for a class to learn about, um, herbs and how they affect my body and anatomy and like physiology and how my body works. So I guess it's just pursuing that education. So there's not an, I think this is going to be something that I do for the rest of my life. So it's kind of a goal that doesn't have a specific ending, but um, I've set goals under that desire to um, accomplish this year. And as far as my three classes that I'm going to take and focusing on the food that I eat and the quality of that food. And I'm going to be running a food operation this year. And so I thought it would be the perfect time to learn about how food affects um, our body and what the best food is to put in our body and then kind of see how that affects. So the classes are my specific goal, but the whole focus is, is my year goal. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Peter and Abby for sharing that. That's a perfect example. So two more key things that have helped me besides the accountability are to set consequences. And I don't want to say positive or negative because then it gives the wrong connotation. But when I get this reward, when I get this goal, I'm going to reward myself by doing this thing. Right. And so that really drives, I mean, we're just kind of training this inner puppy here. Um, and if the reward is great enough, it's going to help to motivate us. Right. And so the accomplishment in and of itself is a reward that releases endorphins and things. But if we say, okay, when I get this goal, um, I'm going to go on a vacation. I'm going to buy this book. I'm going to do this thing. Um, and then on the other side of that, a consequence, which may not be as fun, could be something like if I don't get this for whatever reason, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go um, run five miles. I'm going to go break the ice in the pond and jump in for 30 seconds, whatever it is. And those are great motivators as well. Right. So we have the we have the thing that and that helps us holds ourselves accountable. And ultimately that's the greatest way of being, becoming a steward is when you can hold yourself accountable. We don't look to external forces for that. So very good. Thank you everybody for being on here this morning. If you need help setting and getting goals in this process, like that is one of the things, I mean, we talk about a lot of things with ag steward around this next summit legacy planning and profitability and regenerative agriculture. Um, but at the, at the basis of all of that is us as a steward and becoming who are capable of becoming. And then those things are, those things are kind of the natural result of the becoming process. So if you need help, reach out. Um, the best way uh, 
is is if you're not all of you that are on here live but those of you who are not um subscribed which this will probably go out on our podcast here right away um as a beginning of the year podcast we have a summit coming up and the best way to get a hold of that is legacy.agsteward.co legacy.agsteward.co and so my goal for this month of January is to hold an effective summit with 200 live attendees who become raving fans for Ag Steward. Um, so I'm putting that goal out there. You guys can help by either signing up or by sharing that on social media. We greatly appreciate that to reach that goal. And the purpose of Ag Steward is to help family farmers and ranchers become highly profitable, regenerate the land that they steward, create legacy businesses that can be passed on to the next generation and um, truly become the stewards that God has created us to become. So thanks everybody for joining us here live. This has been, this has been fun. We'll try to do more of these throughout this year and, and um, probably going to be rolling out some, some new things. We've got the twice a month webinars. We've got a summit coming up the 16th, 17th and 18th. We're planning on another mid-year summit of equal caliber of speakers and um, and then we've always got the one-on-one and consulting and opportunities to work together that way. Um, so thank you for being part of this. And I hope you guys have a, an effective 2024. Like this year, it can be truly what you make of it. Like who knows what the world is going to do? Maybe we're started into World War III. Who knows? But that doesn't matter. Right? If you're clear on your desire... I think the world could fall apart and you could still have the very best year ever. You could still accomplish amazing, wonderful things, even if the world as we know it, and it probably is slowly falling apart. That's what, that's truly what effective stewardship is, is if we can hold that goal and that desire when there's chaos swirling all around us, we can maintain that focus, right? So that's my goal and that's my hope for you. Thanks, everybody, and have an awesome day and an awesome year. Thanks for joining us on the Profitable Steward Podcast. Want to learn more about making your enterprise more profitable? Check out Ag Steward on our website, www.agsteward.fyi. Here at Ag Steward, we're working hard to make sure you have the latest tools and knowledge from the field of regenerative agriculture. Subscribe to our podcast to keep up with the latest info and help us spread the word by giving this video a thumbs up, sharing this information with other farmers, and as always, please join the conversation by leaving us a rating and a review so we can help you to keep growing strong.